Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what today is? Well, today is Sunday, Mm -hmm. which means that we're doing... Sacrilegious Book Club! That's right. And uh, what are we covering in the Sacrilegious Book Club today? Well, we are still, seems like forever, reading a treasury of Jewish folklore stories, traditions, legends, humor, wisdom, and folk songs of the Jewish people, edited by Nathan Osubel. And part one was Jewish Salt. Part two was Heroes. We are in part three, the human comedy. And we covered chapter one, droll characters. Chapter two, rogues and sinners. Chapter three, traditional types. And that's where we are today. And we are going to be reading about tailors, scholars, scripture teachers, merchants, shopkeepers, peddlers, doctors, patients, waiters, restaurants, and matchmakers. That's a lot of people. Not a lot to go with it, though. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, sounds exciting. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right. So we are going to start off with Taylor's. Okay. Okay. Yep. And the first story I'm going to read is on page 401, and it is called Napoleon and the Jewish Tailor. Okay. Mm, okay. All right. While the Emperor Napoleon was retreating from Russia, he passed through a Jewish village as he fled before the enemy. Seeing that all avenues of escape were cut off, he dashed into a house in which lived a Jewish tailor. In a tremulous voice, he pleaded with the tailor, Hide me quick! If the Russians find me, they'll kill me! <laughs> Although the little tailor had no idea who the stranger was, he was moved by pity for a fellow creature. Mm. So he said to the emperor, get under the feather bed and lie still. Napoleon got into bed and the tailor piled on him one feather bed and another and then still another. Mm -hmm. It wasn't long before the door burst open and two Russian soldiers with spears in their hands rushed in. Oh, man. Is there anybody hiding here? They asked. Who would be foolish enough to hide in my house? The tailor asked. (laughs) The soldiers pried into every corner but found no one. As they were leaving, just to make sure, they stuck their spears several times through the feather beds. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. When the door had finally closed on them, Napoleon crawled out from under the pile of feather beds. He looked deathly pale and was covered with perspiration. Then turning to the tailor, he said, I want you to know, my dear noble friend, that I am the Emperor Napoleon. Because you have saved me from certain death, you can ask me three favors. No matter what they are, I will grant them to you. Mm, that sounds dangerous. Also, I cannot do a French accent. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just trying to like do your best. Do my not do my best as a French accent so much as just like give the flavor of he is Napoleon. Got it. Got okay? it. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought this was timely since the movie Napoleon just came yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Looks really good to me. But good. I, I heard some it. mixed reviews about it, so oh, I don't okay. know. But I still want to see it. Sure. Okay, the little tailor thought for a while because he was just offered three wishes. Yeah. Then he said, Your Majesty, the roof of my house has been leaking for the past two years, but I've never had any money to fix it. Would you be so kind and have it fixed for me? Hmm. Blockhead! exclaimed Napoleon impatiently. Is that the greatest favor you can ask of an emperor? (laughs) But never mind, I'll see that your roof is fixed. Now you can make your second wish, but make sure this time that it's something substantial. Why would... Why? Why would you do that? Because these wishes that you are making are petty. They are beneath me. But if I want it, then I want it. But you should want something bigger that's worthy of. Because Napoleon's going to walk away from this with a story and he's going to say, this guy um, saved my life and I fixed his roof. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? He wants to be able to say, like, and I bought him a kingdom. Got it. Or some shit like that. Okay. Yep. The little tailor scratched his head. He was really perplexed. What on earth could he ask for? His face suddenly brightened. Some months ago, your majesty, he began, another tailor opened his shop across the way, and he is ruining my business. Would it be too much trouble for you to ask him to find himself another location? What a fool, cried Napoleon disdainfully. Very well, my friend, I'll ask your competitor to go to the devil. Now, you must try and think of something that's really important. 
Keep in mind, though, that this is positively the last favor I'll grant for you. Okay. The tailor knitted his brows and thought and thought. Suddenly, an impish look came into his eyes. Mm. Begging your pardon, Emperor, he asked with burning curiosity. But I very much like to know how you felt while the Russian soldiers were poking their spears through the feather beds. That's such a weird... What? Right? Like, yeah. Weird, right? Right. Imbecile! cried Napoleon, beside himself with rage. How dare you put such a question to an emperor? For your insolence, I'll have you shot at dawn! What the fuck? So said, so done. He called in three French soldiers who placed the little tailor in irons and led him away to the guardhouse. What an asshole. That night, the tailor could not sleep. He wept and quaked, quaked and wept. Then he recited the prayer of confession and made his peace with God. Uh-huh. Promptly at dawn, he was taken out of his cell and tied to a tree. A firing squad drew up opposite him and aimed their muskets at him. Nearby stood an officer with watch in hand, waiting to give the signal to fire. He lifted his hand and began to count. One, two, three. But before he could even complete the word, the emperor's aide-de-camp dashed up on horseback, crying, Stop! Don't shoot! Then he went up to the tailor and said to him, His majesty, the emperor, gives you his gracious pardon. He has also asked me to give you this little note. The tailor heaved a deep sigh and began to read. You wanted to know, wrote Napoleon, how I felt under the feather bed in your house. Now you know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty great, right? That's actually pretty awesome. Uh, All right. So now we are going to read about scholars and scripture teachers. Okay. okay? Yep. And on page 403, we have a story called Etiquette Among Scholars. All right. A rich man once invited two hungry scholars to tea. They came, sat down at the table, and began to discuss Torah. For what other pastime do Jews have? As they got themselves well tangled up in Talmudical argument, the hostess entered and placed before them glasses of tea with lemon. Then she brought in a platter with two cookies. It so happened that one cookie was somewhat larger than the other. Understanding etiquette very well, neither of the two scholars wished to be the first to reach for the cookies. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. One said gallantly, You first, Reb Yunkel. No, no, help yourself first, Reb Isaac, urged Reb Yunkel with equal delicacy. Finally, after much aimless fainting, Reb Yunkel suddenly reached out, reached out and took a cookie. But he chose the larger one. Oh, how dare he? Reb Isaac looked dumbfounded. <laughs> how is it, Reb Yunkel? He chided him in an injured tone of voice. That a scholar like you should be so utterly without table manners. Mm. How could anybody be so rude as to grab for himself the bigger portion and leave the smaller one to another? Like, what? Whatever. You both fought over who was getting the larger cookie just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm, And what would you have done in my place? Asked Reb Yonkel. What do you mean, what would I have done? As a man who knows etiquette, I most certainly would have taken the smaller cookie. Well, that's what you got, answered Reb Yonkel sweetly. So what are you getting excited about? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Next we have on page 404, potatoes. 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 Okay. A poor Talmud student was making the rounds from one householder to another. Each one, out of the goodness of his heart and as an act of piety, gave him food and lodging for several days. In one of these homes, however, he was treated with ill grace and in a perfunctory manner. 
three times daily, they gave him only one dish to eat, potatoes. <laughs> one day when he saw the platter of potatoes being placed before him, he shuddered and asked his host, please tell me what is the benediction that is said over potatoes? What a question to ask, exclaimed his host. You're a Talmud student, aren't you? Why, even the most ignorant man knows that you say, blessed are the fruits of the earth over everything which comes out of the soil. That's that, not a fruit. That may be so, retorted the Talmud student. But what should I say when the potatoes are coming out of my ears? That <laughs> 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 <Dumb>. was dumb. <laughs> it was. It was. Okay, next we have merchants, shopkeepers, and peddles. Peddlers. 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 Yeah, yeah. But guess what? I don't think I liked any of those stories. No? No, I didn't. Okay. okay. Well, you know what? I'll read this one. It's a little short blurb okay. called Nicola Piccola. All right. Okay? Yeah. An old Jewish woman on Essex Street stuck her hand into the brine of a pickle barrel and fished out a large pickle. How much is this pickle? She asked. A nickel, answered the dealer. A nickel for the pickle? A nickel for the pickle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A nickel is too much, she said, and put the pickle back into the barrel. She fished in the barrel again and came up with a little pickle. Mm -hmm. How much is this little pickle? she asked in a tender voice. That pickle, answered the shopkeeper just as tenderly, only a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) That was the funniest of the bunch. That's that's... why I was like, I'm not reading any of those. Right, right. Okay, next is doctors and patients. Okay. Guess what? What? I didn't like any of those either. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Waiters and restaurants. No, I didn't like any of those either. Man, you're right? just not down with the common people here. I'm not. I'm yeah. just not. Okay, matchmakers. I think I liked one or two of those. Okay, on page 415, we've got the art of exaggeration. Okay. Don't forget, the ones that I read, even if they're silly, they're the best of the lot. Got it. Okay, got keep it. that yeah. in mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once there was a marriage broker who felt he was getting old and unable to get around anymore as much as he used to. He therefore hired a young assistant who knew nothing about the business. He had to start from scratch with him. No, young man, said the marriage broker, that the most important thing in matchmaking is exaggeration. You must lay it on thick. (laughs) I fully understand, answered the assistant brightly. One day, the master took his assistant along on a matchmaking visit to a rich man who had only a son. I'm sorry, who had an only son. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Remember what I told you, the marriage broker warned his assistant. Above all things, be enthusiastic and don't hesitate to lay it on. Mm -hmm. When they came to the rich man, the broker began. I've just the right girl for your son. She comes of a good family. Good family, exclaimed his assistant rapturously. Why, they're descendants of the Vilna Glen. And they are rich, too, the broker went on. What do you mean, rich? interrupted his assistant. They're millionaires. Mm. As for the girl, she's pretty as a doll, gushed the broker. A doll, snorted his assistant with scorn. Why, she's a raving beauty. At this, the broker threw a dubious look at his assistant. To tell the truth, he faltered. She has just a trifling little handicap. She has a tiny wart on her back. What do you mean a tiny wart? (laughs) Enthusiast's assistant. Why, she has a regular hump. (laughs) Yeah. And that is that. That was was all right. That That was all right. right. Those were chuckle worthy, I guess. Chuckle worthy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes, I mean, you know, we've had better chapters than others. Yep, you know, yep, it's Sometimes true. you win, sometimes you lose here. It's true. It's just a bunch of little stories, and, and they're fun. They are, they're fun. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yep. was that was uh, what we had today, is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and next time, are we still in the same chapter, or where no. are we at? Next time, we'll be getting into chapter four, which are humorous anecdotes and jests. That sounds fun. It could be, but sometimes when they're like, these are funny, they're not. You know yeah, what I mean? but I mean, when it says humorous, I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go with hope here. You can I'm gonna go, go with, with hope. positive thinking, and you can go with hope. But I'm over halfway through this book, and every time they've said, "I promise these are funny," yeah, they're not. I see. Mm. So good luck with that. I'm right. sure I'll find a few humorous little gems. Okay. All right. Well, um, that being said, we'll see you guys back in a couple of weeks for the next Jewish folklore. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will have the weekly wrap out here in just a little bit. And then um, tomorrow we will be back with Isaiah chapter 21. That's right. We'll see you then. Okie dokie. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 